You're listening to the Mother FN Podcast with Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Hey guys, so I need your help. I need you to send me emails so I have an excuse not to pick up the house. Because when I put the kids down, if I don't have anything to do, I have to pick up the house. So can you send me emails or voice messages so I have work to do? Please, please, please. Send it at either Anchor, the Anchor app. You can leave a voicemail on the Anchor app. Or you can send us an email at motherfnpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, when you say pick up the house, in my mind, I see you literally like picking up the house. Like, <laughs> Hulk style? Like so. That's exactly what I do. Yeah. The adrenaline comes in. Yeah. I'm tired. I just wait till I'm really angry and then I anger clean. I do a really good job. Chris does that. Yeah. That's probably why our house is almost always clean. Because <laughs> he's always yeah. angry. We had a uh, fun Sunday, didn't we? We did. We did. Although, okay, so we hosted the Flappers University. F-U. Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, together. So we changed the name to the Mother Effin Podcast <laughs> Open Mic. It was a little long. It's a tad. It was. Long. But it was fun. We made How people you- take out their phones and subscribe <laughs> but it was fun so what did you think it was your first time hosting the mic it's definitely it your first time open hosting an open mic well and, and the fu mic is so different because it asks for feedback mm-hmm. so you wait for feedback at the end so it was harder than it, i thought it was going to end up being because i've hosted now a show and i've co-emceed a show and those were pretty easy like get up introduce do some stuff in between this one i kept forgetting to ask for feedback <laughs> i noticed because i did it for the whole show I was like, oh, that's right. We're supposed to be like, feedback? Anybody have any feedback? Um, and it was a small crowd too. So I don't know if that threw me off as well, that it seemed a little more casual and everybody was chatting beforehand. And, you know, I, I don't know. It was a very small crowd. There was only 10 of us, including yeah. you and me yeah. and Josh. Yeah. Like, that's not a lot. That means basically there were seven people. Seven people that showed up. So it's it's interesting in that way. Um, a lot of people that we've seen, you know, that we know, friends of ours, Stacey Inez and Joe Mazzarini and Megan Kelleher. So... It was nice to see those guys again. I feel like it's been a while since I've seen them. So that was great. And it was great to see where they're kind of at and what they're doing. Definitely a different experience. Well, especially because they end their set, you ask for feedback, mm-hmm. and then the MC goes back up. And that's yeah. where you usually tag. And so Paul, when he was teaching me, he was like, "You need this is where you practice your tagging. This is where you yeah. practice saying something about the comic beforehand. And so when he was, he's like, it's, it's awkward because it doesn't seem to flow. Cause you're like, so what can they change and what's happening? And then you go back to their set and say something funny about their set. And yeah. so it doesn't flow. He, but he told me to make myself do that because this is a time to practice all oh, that that's stuff. Good. That's smart. So it's been good for me to do that. And then I can't freaking change that mic stand. I'm like the worst at bringing it up and down because a good MC will always have the stage prepped and ready for yeah. the comic that's coming. So if the last comic uses a stool and doesn't move it, you change, you can put the stool to the side yeah. so just in case the other comic doesn't need it. You, for the tall people, you put it really high up so that they don't have to spend 20 yeah. seconds fixing the mic, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And I'm not good at that. Like that's the part I find the hardest. That's, a, that's a, one of their worst quality mics and mic stands in that room though, the bar. Oh yeah. Because but, the but mic keeps You're going to learn, learn on the crap list. Yes, that's exactly true. So it was fun. It was, it was good. Um, I don't want to commit to my Sunday, so I don't. I'll do it as a sub, but I wouldn't push Peach out for for that spot. Um, I'm glad I have it actually because it gets me out at least guaranteed one open mic a week. That's and fun. at this holiday season, that's all I'm getting right yeah. now. So I haven't actually done a, a midweek open mic in a good solid three or four weeks. Yeah, and I have two shows coming up this month, so I need to get out to some open mics soon. I have a show on Saturday. Oh, you do? Where? Yeah, flappers. Oh, you know. nice. Do they, is this like a last minute, hey, um, ad, or have you had it for a while? I've had it for a little while. What what happened? Oh, I know what happened. Hmm. I had my producer show, and we brought 30 people, so they oh. probably thought, oh, that's right. Patty has friends. 
Yeah. And so they booked me again for the eighth. And then I have um, Amanda Cohen's show in January. Oh, nice. Which I'm really excited about. That's going to be at Gotcho Village. So I'm excited about that nice. one. Nice. So I've been wanting to do her show. I'm going to reach out to her. You should. I've she... started reaching out to some people, but my I've got five shows booked in January. So awesome. I cast a wide net and they all kind of came back and I was like, oh, uh, wait a minute. Before I talk to anybody else, time out. Let me make sure I'm not double booking myself anywhere and I'll go get I still need to reach out to a couple of people that I'm on my list. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's always nerve wracking to reach out, but you got to do it. And it's how you get booked. Well, I really want to work on the MC stuff too, because mm -hmm. I just realized going into corporate comedy, I'm going to be doing a lot more hosting. Yeah. And so I want to get more familiar with that. So just having that credit line of like, oh, I've been hosting. I'm not going to tell them it's an FU open mic. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've been hosting a show at Flappers for yeah. the last six months. Oh, you that's know? true. It'll yeah. sound really great. And so it'll look good. Yeah. So I want to get more MC stuff, I think, just to get that hosting thing up. I just like going out to shows because I'm always trying to find more comedians for my shows. That's why you should. It's actually harder to do than you think. Yeah, that's part I didn't like. Yeah. I mean, I found enough. Like, mm -hmm. it was fine producing the Fostering Funny. But you were looking for, for such specific criteria for that show. Yeah. They had to be, have some relation to foster care, which was kind of amazing. So my show has a second Thursday now, every month. We're going to do an improv stand-up show. I'm Patty's going to be in the very first one. Yes. It's in an ice cream parlor. If everybody comes out, uh, you just have to buy an ice cream of any size. Their single scoop is huge. It's really three scoops, but they call it a single. Wow. Yeah. It's just a single flavor. That's really what it is, but it's like three <laughs> scoops. It's very cute. It's like these descending in size. Oh, like very the cute. ones you see like on Curious George. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect place for that. So yeah, we're going to do that. And then a friend, uh, I haven't gotten my own in-house troupe together yet, though I have people I'm talking to about it. I just, I can't get our act together. So I'm booking some improv troops right now to kind of come in and do it. Oh, and really? Yeah. That's Mike what you Perkins decided. is a comedian. Yeah. Is a, is a great comedian. He's had a troupe together for two years. So they know each other really well. And I told him my idea and he's like, we'll do it. So I'm going to book him until we can get our in-house group kind of practiced and together and working. And he's, so he'll probably be booked through the first few shows, that troupe. Cool. So I'm excited about that. It's going to be an interesting show. And then, and then I'm going to do Giggle Bash as the T-Rex again. The T-Rex is coming back out. Oh, really? Did, yes. she, did he ask you to do T-Rex? Yeah, just... I, well, I said, what do you want me to do? I said, I can do a whole bunch of, I got a bunch of weird stuff as well as my regular stuff. Do you want me to do a T-Rex? And he goes, yeah, do a T-Rex. <laughs> I was like, all right. So I'm going to come out on that little stage. I'm hoping to come out through the doors. That stage is not little. Well, those doors seem kind of narrow. At the LA Connection? Yeah. It's not a little stage, you're right. I was like, that was like one of the biggest stages, bigger than Flappers stage. Yeah, it's true. But I'm the doors are smaller than Flappers, yeah. though. I'm gonna try to come out through a door. I'm gonna ask him, like, can I, can I be hanging out in the back and exit through one of those doors? Because I think it'll be funnier. Like, <laughs> well, I can't imagine you going down the steps. Oh God, no, that'd be horrible. Yeah. So I'm gonna talk to him about that. Like, can I prep this way? A lot of just weird stuff happening. You know, I'm going nuts with my comedy. I'm doing bizarre things. Anything new you're working on on yours? Like what things you have plans for that you're trying to, to formulate? I'm working on a holiday bit a little bit. Very, very raw. It mm -hmm. sucks balls right now pretty <laughs> much. And then I haven't even – I'm scared to touch the cultural stuff that I want to write about. So we'll – I, just, I don't think I'm an emotional space to be able to handle it at the present moment. So like Dave would say, if I'm not crying about it, I probably shouldn't be laughing about it yet. <laughs> you know, I realize there's only one thing I cry about. What? Uh, having to do chores. Oh, man. Okay. So Chris is the worst because he's such military OCD. Mm -hmm. And I'm so not Mexican hoarding yeah. <laughs> that it's a really big clash. Yeah. So I have, you know, but it's an easy way to serve my husband. Yada, yada, yada. So I am on a schedule, right? So yeah. every Monday and Thursday, I do laundry. Like if I don't do it those days, I 
it won't get done and then I'll just be in a bad mood. Like I know it's happening. I had to prep myself yeah. for it. Like I do laundry <laughs> Monday and Thursday. And usually I can get it all done in one day and it's, you know, I do three loads each day and get it folded and everything. Like you, you got stuff to do. I put a load in, we take the girls to school, I come back, it's done. I put the dryer, put it on the dryer, I put yeah. the other load in. Chris and I go to breakfast, I come back, I switch it again. Like, And I'm one of those people who have to fold it all at once. Like I'm oh. not going to Oh, you're not going to do it in sections? No, 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 no. Because I hate it so much that it's like I'm only going to do it in 30 minutes and then I'm not going to – I don't want to ever do this again yeah. until – Because you put on Thursday. Like a podcast or a TV show. Exactly. You and put on something that you can do it with. Yeah. I love listening to podcasts now because I have a Bluetooth headset and so I just oh, like put nice. it on and I can walk around the house and like put everything away or whatever. But I forgot to push the damn dryer button. I hate that because then oh. it messes up the whole yeah. schedule. It's just annoying. And it's some, all I had to do was go boop and press it. Like, oh, yeah. oh I messed the whole day up. Because then I, I had to put a timer on my watch also. So I'm not very good at remembering I did laundry. <laughs> That's another reason why I have to do it on Mondays and Thursdays because then I know I did it. If I do laundry on a Tuesday, it's not going to get dried on Thursday gotcha. when I remember, oh, yeah, I'm doing laundry. <laughs> I have to do laundry today. I just kind of do it when the kids aren't doing it. Because kids do their own laundry because I got fed up because the girls love to do fashion shows and wear four outfits in a day. And I was like, I'm not washing this crap anymore. You have done this to yourself. How do you do that? So do you do Bobby's laundry? I do because he won't. <laughs> For a while, I got really frustrated because I didn't feel I was appreciated with my laundry. So I stopped doing his. And I would sort it out. And he's like, where are all my underwear? I'm like, oh, it's dirty. I guess you have to wash it. But he'll run a load himself if I ask him to. So it's no big deal. He just won't fold it and put it away. I don't fold and put, put away his clothes. I just kind of sort them into piles. For Chris him. has asked me not to fold his <laughs> clothes. So I can wash them and I lay them out. But I am not allowed to fold. The only thing I'm allowed to fold is his underwear, which is weird because I don't even fold my underwear. I don't fold the girl's <laughs> underwear. I don't fold anyone's underwear but his. Oh, my gosh. You don't fold your underwear? No. I just oh. put it in the drawer. What? It's just in the drawer. Like, why am I? What? I don't need to fold it. It's just, if it's in the drawer, if it's in the drawer. <laughs> What? You, I can't get you fold your underwear. Of course you fold your underwear. Oh, okay. So I bought No one's book. underwear is folded, but I, Chris's. No, no, mine. No, nobody's underwear is folded, but like you don't fold it. You're in the wrong. Oh, no. I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's lots of people out there that don't fold underwear. People let us know in a vote. I'm oh. sure most people fold it. I've always folded my underwear. I have never in my life folded my underwear. That's insane. Ever. That's insane. Why? Like there's because don't you want a neat drawer? Like when you open the drawer and it looks so neat and everything's lined no, up in a row. No, I don't. I, I my happiness is not contention upon a drawer being folded, and that's very true because my whole <laughs> every single drawer of mine is not none of it's organized or clean. Look, I bought this amazing book called The Life Changing Magic Magic of Tidying Up. Oh my goodness. The KonMari method. And it has changed my life. And all the kids and I, we all fold exactly as she described. Like your she has a folding up. method in there? It's brilliant. It is the most brilliant folding method ever, ever. And it works beautifully. No. And it just, and all the kids. You're wasting time. No. You're wasting time. I have a more fulfilled life because I don't waste my 10 seconds for every underwear I have to fold. It doesn't take 10 seconds to fold underwear. How long? <laughs> <laughs> or she has a whole method. You learn to do it fast. This, no, no. <laughs> underwear is not meant to be folded. It is meant to be on the floor. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Patty. Oh, Patty. Oh, no. I, I was that person who would have socks. Yeah. And I just had a, you know how they make this small laundry yeah. baskets? I just put all my socks in there and I needed a sock. I'd find two that matched and one out that house. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't waste my time with these little things. 
I but it's not wasting time. It makes your drawers look so nice and organized. Doesn't because feel when good? I die, I went on my <laughs> gravesite to say, and she had the nicest underwear drawer. Like, <laughs> no, no one's gonna but care. Think about this: when you die, don't you? When people are opening your drawer to like get rid of your underwear, don't you want them to be like, "Oh, look, she was so neat. It was so nice." No, they're gonna go, "Oh, look, she enjoyed life and didn't waste time." <laughs> Folding her underwear, her chonas. They're gonna. gonna to, we're gonna have to agree to disagree on this, Patty. Well, I'm very. Add pro it to the list. Folder. Add it to the list of things that we do not see eye to eye on. But I think more people than you think don't fold their underwear. That's just. Weird. I think OCD people like you I don't and think, Chris. I think and every people. other crouch out there. <laughs> the crouches are like OCD, clean, and like uh, organized. My mom is that way. And but like I'm my not. my mother in law like ironed. Irons t-shirts, which I don't do. It's hard because it's the holiday season, so the chores are getting harder, right? Like even with all that stuff, because the house is getting uncontrollable because I have all these boxes coming in with their gifts. Oh and I goodness. can't unbox yet because I don't have anywhere to put their gifts wrapped. Oh yeah, we locked the, the office door. Not so to do office. I don't have an office door. I don't have, I, like, so it's sitting in front of like our, I'm like, I don't know what these Amazon boxes are. <laughs> They're just random boxes. So I, I just, it's so it gets frustrating. Unruly. I'm it done, does. I'm done. I'm well, I haven't bought Chris anything, but I'm done with everyone else. That's good. And I have a couple things on my list I need to buy for me. Because okay. that's what I do. I buy my own my own Christmas presents. And then you wrap it and you go, Thank you, Chris. This yeah. is the best. It's exactly the girls what I think wanted. I'm so funny and they're like, Didn't you buy that yourself? I was like, Yeah, but someone has to act excited that they got something for Christmas. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a lot. It's uh, a lot. And I just right now oh. I've got to get the house in order because we leave in two weeks to Albuquerque, New Mexico. And if the house is if I come home to a messy house from a trip. I'm in a bad mood. Like yeah, the house needs Chris. to be clean. I do it for Chris. I do. I do majority of my life stuff for Chris. I'm sure that you I would do be this. a bachelor. If, <laughs> like I, you would walk into my house and be like, "Is she even married and have kids?" Because I'm like so bachelor. So bad. this is probably something you don't do. Now, even I usually travel on red eyes. Okay, so I usually travel because it's cheaper and the kids will sleep on the plane. So I usually travel red eye flights. Um, and this year I could not find red eye flights to Albuquerque. Okay. Which was odd, but I couldn't. So we're leaving at 9.55. That's fine, but it's going to make my ritual for before we travel a little bit harder. Because the one thing I do before we travel is everybody strips and makes their bed with fresh sheets. So that when we come back home, our sheets are nice and clean. Who wants to get in dirty sheets? Me. No. (laughs) You've been away for four days. They feel really gross if you get into dirty sheets after four days. So I, 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 I change my sheets because fat boy peed in them. <laughs> That's when I know to change my sheets. Oh my goodness. I, we change them. And before when we come back from travel, so everybody has nice clean sheets and the beds are always made because it's one of those things that when you come home and you're kind of exhausted, even though it's been a good trip, you're exhausted after traveling. So it's nice to climb into your bed and it's, no, I totally understand. Done. I like that when Chris does it. It's great. <laughs> I love it. It, I think I just have pressure when the house is clean. Then we put all of our traveling crap. And then I feel like I have to get all the traveling crap out so sure, quickly. Sure. So that's what doesn't work for me. So the luggage is already set with all of their travel organizers. I'm going to guess you don't travel with travel organizers. That's probably not a thing you do. <laughs> no, not a thing I do. Yeah, nope. we have travel organizers and compression bags and like... There. We did the compression bags this year for the first time. Oh, they're good. They're great. I love them. Okay. So what are these travel organizers? Well, it's just for like their toiletries and- Oh, I use a toiletry for bag. Like, uh, for their their craft stuff is all in one thing, like their sketch pads and stuff can all fit well, in Well, they have thing. that in their backpack that they carry onto the plane. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's all like organized in their luggage. So their luggage has everything they need for travel set uh, ready to go. 
So you don't check any bags? No, I never check a bag. Only if they offer it for free. Southwest. No one else does. Because usually like we'll go on like a Delta and they're like, um, we are booked full and we need volunteers to check your bags. So here's the great thing. When you go on these flights now and if you volunteer to check your bag, the last few times, and I'm hoping knock on wood, this is how it's going to be forever. If you volunteer to check your bag, you get early like uh, entry onto the flight. You get to go after like the first premium two groups. Then in like group one, you get to go as well. Or sometimes it's even better before they even start letting people on the plane. We had this happen twice. They'll be like, okay, we can just go through this back entrance and you can load now. So you can get on the plane. My bag's checked. I don't care. I don't care about going to to baggage and picking up my stuff. I don't want to carry things. Yeah. But I just don't want to pay for checked baggage. Oh, no. We don't travel. We usually travel by the van. Like we're the type that does a 24-hour trip in one day to Texas. And it's great. It's amazing because people can pee when they want to pee. They can be as loud as they want to be. It's, there's no one to piss off. I don't mind me. traveling by car. Um, we just haven't. It's just cheaper, I feel like, to fly to New Mexico. I don't like losing time. So if I'm going to New Mexico, I don't want to lose time in driving. I want to fly. Because it's only like a 90-minute flight, 90-minute, two-hour something. That makes sense. You know, I want to get – is it that short? I think I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong. It's a little bit long. But it's very quick. It's very quick to get there. And I want to get there and get going because we're a hit the ground running type of people. The moment we arrive, we're going to go do something. I think we're driving to Four Corners the day we arrive so we can get that out of the way. Um, But the kids usually, like I did a red eye with them to Georgia. And like the first thing we did, we went to a museum, get in the car. Oh, no, we went to a a waffle house. Waffle house, yeah. And then we went to a museum. And these poor kids, you know, the flight left was delayed and it left at like 11 p.m. And we got there at like 730 in the morning. I'm like, go, go, go. Come on. Let's get the car. Let's get to Waffle House. Let's get to the museum. And they're troopers. But here's the best part about wearing your kids out on day one. They go to bed so easily that first night. It's 7 p.m. They're like, Mom, I'm getting tired. So by the time you get them kind of unpacked in the hotel room and everything, they are out by 8 p.m. And then wow. they're they're right there, right on the schedule that you need them to be. They wake up right on time the next morning. You can get them to go. I just don't everything. think I could risk all the meltdowns that would happen. Like we just have different kids. We do, but also I have like I told you, I I kind of came into this barreling through life attitude. Yeah. So I don't think I ever gave my kids the opportunity to melt down. Like these poor kids, they moved in with us. Um, I didn't give them the opportunity. They took their own damn <laughs> Listen, opportunity to melt down. In two and a half <laughs> They months, find their own moments. During the honeymoon period, when we were still in the glorious honeymoon period, we took them to Hawaii because we had already planned. We had this, this family reunion had been three years in the planning. And I was like, I'm going to risk losing a bunch of money on tickets, but I'm going to. Oh, no, I understand them. why you did that. Well, but I think they never had the opportunity to get comfortable with us and then be like, I can have a meltdown. They were still in their really good, well-behaved I don't want to screw this up. Yeah. And so then we're going to Hawaii. So now there's an expectation level for them. Like, this is how we travel. We travel. I, oh, my gosh, it was the worst. Bobby was on a business trip right before the Hawaii one. And I'm like, you're going to get home in time, Right. He's like, I, I hope so. I'm like, you're going to get home in time, right? I'm not going to go on a plane with three kids for the first time by myself. Oh, my. Right? Right? And he's like, no, I think I'm going to make it. The day he's supposed to fly out, he flies to Atlanta for his connection. And then he's like, the flights have all been canceled. I'm like, you're going to make it, right? He's like, I think I'm going to get to like LAX and then, uh, and then I'll be on my way. And I'm like, you need to be there. I'm not doing this by myself. I did it by myself. I had to do it by myself. His plan never came in. And I was like, all right. 
So I loaded three kids, got them to LA. We were like, it was so cute. They were like little ducklings falling behind. And they all had their little matching suitcases and backpacks on. And they were holding hands and like all like, like grab onto my bag. And they're all holding onto my bag like as I'm pulling them along. You really crowded. are like a yeah. hen with their little ducklings. And they were so cute. And I have to say, that was one of the days where I saw so much kindness in people because they could see I was frazzled. I think they could even feel the air of like, this is oh, a yeah. new mom. And so I got onto the plane. I'm like, okay, guys, hold on. I just got, and he's like, he's like, hey, let me put the luggage up for you. Let me take care of this. And all these oh, people yeah. were so generous. It was so nice. It was lovely. The first time we took the twins on a plane, I dressed them up to a T. Like yeah. twin. Like they were in their cutest outfit with their little <laughs> boot bows and their hair in poofs. Like yeah. I wanted them as cute as possible because I thought if they wail and they're cute looking, they go, oh. <laughs> if they wail and they're like messy and kind of scroungy looking and like you're like, yeah. So that's, that's a good pro tip for everyone. Make your kids look cute. Make your kids look cute. And then people are like, oh, what a cute kid that's crying in the aisle. How do you pick their clothes? Because like we're about to start packing for our trip because I like to be packed at least a week out and have the luggage ready to go. Um, I used to just do it for them. Now mm-hmm. they do it themselves. themselves. And I because these are the pants I don't like that are itchy in the <laughs> knee pit is what she yeah. calls it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I have them pick up themselves and I set each outfit out so that they're rolled together in the outfit so that they know what outf- they can pick an outfit. Yeah. Do you roll their, because I roll their underwear and their socks and whatever they need for that day. I have them roll it in that outfit so they know each day, like, this is my outfit for the day and they're ready to go. Yeah, underwear is not meant to be folded or rolled. Listen. So, no. This is about efficiency that they know when they grab their roll in the morning, everything they need's in it. Um, When we went on the cruise, that's what we did. And I had everything rubber band together. So that they just picked, their, they picked a rubber band one. But I did that. I picked that themselves. Yeah. Now that they're older, they're a little bit more like Lexi will spend about 10 minutes to find her favorite T-shirt. Oh, that's you know? fine. But like so I let her it. show, I let them do that. So I do all the laundry. Usually we travel on a Sunday. I do all the laundry on Thursday. And then as I'm putting it away, I have them pick yeah. out what they want or whatever. When they were, when we first got them and on the first couple trips, I was pretty hardcore about what they wore each day. Um, in terms of like today you're going to be wearing your blue outfits today you're going to be wearing your orange and it was in a way that I could keep track of them but as they got older they really didn't want to be as coordinated they were never matchy I never put them in the exact same thing it would always be like you're all in blue today yeah you're all in and it's different things of blue but it's blue Well, in bigger places like Disney World and stuff it's yeah. nice to be able to spot your kid a lot quicker like oh. I, I still put the girls I'm like you can't wear that they're like well I want to wear this to Disneyland I'm like it's a white shirt I'm going to lose you in an instant like yeah. you need to wear a bright shirt like yeah. so they wear bright colors at Disneyland so that when they run off I can be like oh she's right there we're fine you know yeah when we went to Disney World we did coordinated things so it was Star Wars day where we all wore different Star Wars shirts because I refused to be matching I refused to wear the exact same thing like even the same color like you wouldn't just do all like colors are fine disney world shirts that are red no no we all had just different you know one was moana day we all had moana coordinating i like being coordinating without being matching matching. but uh, i do both chris he's a grinch all around uh, most things so the girls and i will be coordinating he'll be like i wear what i want to wear well i'll tell you you're paying for it all so whatever (laughs) my kids love these trips because this is where they get their new clothing really so because they they always will inevitably if we don't pack like a week before 
they want to wear the clothes they want to wear when they travel. So I just give them all their new clothes when they travel. So they've never worn it before and they're kind of excited and they won't touch it. I know it seems weird, but like that's how they get all their summer clothes is when we go on spring break. I'm like, here's all your summer wardrobe <laughs> for spring break. It just seems like a lot more work to do more stuff. But you're at an age too. Like we still get a lot of free clothes. Even yeah. the twins get a lot of free clothes. Oh, I know. Like, I gave you a whole trash bag. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't really ever buy clothes for anyone. Well, I mean like Bella, I have to, you know, and Tony too. I don't have anybody older. Like my sister's lucky because her son is younger than Tony by about two years. So he gets all of Tony's. I'm like, do whatever you want. You don't have to keep it if you don't want to. But I see my nephew wearing Tony's clothes all the time. It's great. Well, and my mom's that Mexican frugal. So she'll send us at least two or three times a year leggings that she got for like 10 cents. (laughs) I didn't want to tell her that at the time she pays for shipping and everything. It's It's about the the same price. But the girls are like, oh, Mimi bought us more leggings. And then one yeah. time she's like, can she buy us toys instead of leggings? I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Because when she like, buys things that are on sale, yeah. she goes to those clearances and yeah, buys it. things for the girls and Jackson all the time. So I don't ever buy clothes for them. Yeah. But that makes sense in the sense that they'll be excited about it. I just do it right before. It's, it's also a psychological thing. I feel like if I wait until birthdays, Christmas, and these trips to buy them clothes, then they have no reason to ask me any other time of year. Because I don't do back-to-school shopping. Oh, I don't either. You know, maybe I'll buy them a couple nice shirts or a clean. I buy them one back-to-school outfit. But then other than that, just so they could get excited for their first day I don't do that either. They don't, um, they didn't even get new, they got new backpacks this year, but they didn't get backpacks last year. They used the same one. I'm just, it's just yeah. a weird tradition. I'm like, let me just start the new year with showing everyone else that I got new stuff is how I feel like it's done. Well, so they get new backpacks. So every time they go to a new level of school, they get a new backpack lunchbox combo. Like Bella's going to, her lunchbox combo is disgusting. Like right now her lunchbox. I'm like, did you clean it? She's like, I tried. I was like, oh my God. Like I think something's growing in there. Mm. But she's cleaned it and she's taken care of it. And she says it's fine. So for high school, she'll get her high school set. Her high school backpack and her high school I just, lunchbox. I guess we just go as we get stuff when we need stuff. Like the girls, yeah. even like, even Zandy, who's like my fashionable one, is never really asked for clothes. But we don't ever go to Target or any of these places ever either. Well, I think that's the problem is that, I don't know, my kids are becoming kind of selfish. And it's it's been a pretty big problem in my mind. And Bella is constant. Like every time we go somewhere, she's like, I want this, I want this, I want this. I'm like, great, save your money. And we have a rule, which is I will buy you, if you need a pair of jeans, I will buy you a pair of jeans. But I'm going to buy you a Target pair of jeans. And she yeah. wants Hollister $80 jeans. I said, so here's the deal. It's $30 at Target. I will pay $30 towards your Hollister jeans but you have to make up the remaining 50 because I think Target jeans are perfectly fine. Yeah, that makes complete sense. So she's like, can you just give me $30 then? I was like, no. <laughs> because you're not going to get jeans. Yeah. We I'll, actually, get you, I'll get you $30 of jean material yeah. and you can make your jeans. <laughs> oh, I got so mad, Patty. You may disagree with this, but the we do hand me down Bella stuff to Anna first because it's, you know, it is money to save. You know? Oh yeah, I totally get that. Um, and Bella cut up a whole bunch of her clothing to use as fabric for craft projects that she never did. So she Ooh. just wasted a whole bunch of perfectly good clothes to make trash piles. <laughs> Ouch. And I got, I stayed calm, but I was like, Bella, this costs money. And I know it doesn't mean anything to you, but I rely on your clothing to go to Anna because it's expensive to clothe three kids. It's expensive. So uh, another thing is for Bella, um, she begged for skirts when she started junior high. She wanted skirts. 
I bought her probably about $200 in really nice skirts because I wanted long ones, not short ones that she wouldn't. Well, good luck finding that. Everything is no. hooker now. Oh, I know. But I found a bunch at Target. They were really nice. It was when maxi skirts were really in trend. Super cute. They all fell below her knees. She wore them zero times. And then she cut them up for fabric. A couple of them. And then I took them out. She's like, oh, they still kind of fit. I'm like, they don't fit one. Like, <laughs> no, they don't. Um, and the other thing, like, I have to go through her wardrobe when she's not home and find all of her 14, 16s because she's squirreling pants away. And I can tell. I'm like, those are kid pants. But they still fit. I'm like, Bella, just because you can squeeze your body into it, it doesn't mean it fits. You're like, yeah. She's wearing these kid leggings that are so tight. You can see every, I'm like, have you heard the phrase camel toe, Bella? And she's like, oh my God, you're being so mean. I'm like, am I? Have you looked in the mirror? Or am I telling you a factual piece of evidence that I see? I'm like, you, your pants are too tight. They're too tight. That's just yeah. the end all of it. That's, that's not a criticism of you, but you're not a child anymore. So you need to stop wearing child clothes. You need to wear clothes that fit your body. Yes. And that's fine. I will give you clothes that fit your body. But get rid of the child clothes. So I have to go through. She has a few more pairs that I got to pull out of her her little hiding places. Um, and she's getting a whole bunch of pants for Christmas. Yeah, I need to go through because they, I think they my girls th grew a couple inches. So everything is looking so much shorter. Yeah. And I'm like, e I don't want you. That. I don't want to tell them like, like, it looks fine. I'm like, I don't want to like give them that image of like, yeah. a, because they're still so innocent in that way. So I, I just need to go through and be like. And, and she has a problem because like Tony, Tony, I have to go through his clothes too. Because he's so skinny, he will still wear five, six athletic shorts. He's like, I can get them on. I'm like, but I know you can get them on. But What's they're like, with that? You're, they're super the short shorts on you now. See, and that was the opposite as a kid. I wore everything so big. Yeah. yeah so big. I, I have a sweatshirt still from like oh, high yeah. school and it was an extra large. I'm like, I am not an extra large and it's still, I still wear it because I like it's big enough. Well, it's interesting because my kid and Tony's not so branding. He's more labels, like he, licensing. He's not like I want Hollister, I want Abercrombie. He's like I want Star Wars, I want Lego. When things. did that start happening? Because the girls haven't got there yet. Um, for us, it really started. I think the last couple years of grade school when they really started like fifth to grade, notice. fourth grade. Yeah, like fourth grade. It really started okay. to become brand heavy for them. Um, Anna as well, though. Anna, you can still get away with as long as it has pink in it, or if it's something with stars. She likes pink and stars. So I tend to buy her a lot of clothes. I don't buy a lot of licensed clothing. I will buy them some. They do have, like, she loves Wonder Woman, so she has a few Wonder Woman items that she loves. Right. But for the most part, I tend to buy clothing very neutral because I just don't want to brand my kids. I don't think I need to yeah, put I a do solids. logo. But I, I, oh. I, I don't, I'm... I try I, to put patterns on their pants because it hides stains better. <laughs> I am just so don't care how I look half the time. And yeah. Chris was like, probably care a little bit more about the girls wow. looking good just because of the whole foster care thing like we need well, to yeah. combat that stereotype yeah i get and that. so i worked on it a little bit more with them but they still don't match at all they have no concept of what colors go together and I all that kind of stuff and i'm just kids. like i'm like why am i going to be the one that tells you wear it with confidence yeah we're in la especially i'm like yeah. do you see what people wear in la like just wear it with confidence and be confident being you and be done yeah and i so just they that's I'm just where they are right now. Over expensive stuff because my kids wanted those light up Skechers and we did get them on a deal from Skechers. So anyways, it was like 120 bucks. They wore them once and they never wore them. And I'm like, this is bullshit. I've spent, so now I won't spend that much money. We do buy them shoes uh, a couple times a year 
and we go to Shoe Palace or something. This place, it, Shoe Palace is an actual store. I don't think it's called Shoe Palace, but it's at the outlets right at the border of Las, uh, Nevada and California. Mm-hmm. And we go there because it's usually always buy one, get one half off. And yeah. A perfectly good price. And I'm like, whatever's in this store that they have, they can't be, the shoes can't be more than $60. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. And I just. And we're like, buy one pair of good shoes, wear them until they're done and mm-hmm. you're done. Like. Lexi wears these nice dresses and then she mm-hmm. has her little Skechers. Like, right now yeah. she has these little Roxy Converse. I will just say on. the Skechers we used to buy the kids, Tony especially is so rough on his shoes. This is the only time that it makes a lot of sense. Anna, and Anna too, Bella not so much. Bella could probably get away with cheaper shoes because she's not very athletic. But Tony and Anna play so much during recess. Oh yeah. That their shoes, like the Skechers would be destroyed in two months. And I was such a hobo mom. So their school required that they wore these black, when they went to a private school, these black shoes. And they were very expensive. I bought them New Balance leather ones and everything. They were super pricey. And at the very end of the school year, there'd be holes in them and like flaps. I'm like, we're gluing that. We're gluing. Oh, yeah. You have three weeks left of school. I'm not buying you a new pair of New Balance for three weeks. And people were like, um, I gave your daughter some shoes because I thought maybe she, I was like, oh, yeah, great. I'm not buying her new shoes. It's three weeks left. I limit things that could cause potential fights. Ah, gotcha. So I'm like, you can have one pair of shoes because then you won't argue with me if you don't know where the other shoe is and me say, well, wear your other pair and you going, I don't want to wear that pair. I want to wear this pair. I'm like, no, you only have one pair. Yeah. So if you don't know where that pair is, then I guess you're not going with us. It's not true. <laughs> yeah. We'd go find it. Anyways, so I, I try to limit as much of the argument as possible. So yeah. we have one pair of shoes that so we don't have a fight over what shoe, what pair is of shoes to wear and we don't waste time getting ready in the morning. Yeah. There's there's not an option kind of thing. I do that with clothes too. I'm like, I'm not going to buy you tons because I don't want you to have to worry or argue and stress about all these options. Yeah. Because Lexi kind of sometimes gets anxious with the more options you give her, the more she doesn't know. And she'll yeah. plain out say like, I don't know, mom. There's just, I, I just don't want to miss, like they don't want to miss out on making the wrong decision or miss out yeah, on something they're missing. I will tell you. So they, I just go, okay, well, it's this or this. I, I will tell you that's the one benefit of licensing is that Tony was very insecure about what to wear until he found that he loves Star Wars stuff and, and Harry Potter. So now he will wear Star Wars top to bottom and Harry Potter top to bottom. And he, as long as he, he feels like fully branded, he's fine. He's like, today is my Hufflepuff day and I'm going to wear my gold shorts with my Hufflepuff shirt and my Hufflepuff socks from Harry Potter, and I am done. I have decided on what to wear. So it's a lot easier. Also, you know what we bought that made life so much better? We bought clothing towers for the kids that they What are clothing towers? Their pockets. Wow. It's Wait, like a little- Towers. It's, it's called a clothing tower, but it's like pockets on this thing that we hang up on the wall, and it's one for each day for school, and it's got a little pocket for like their underwear and socks, and then a big pocket for their clothes. Is and it really we, called a clothing tower or do you just make this up? I think it's called a clothing tower, but I can send you the link, but it's got their name on it. So we know whose is whose and they set them on Sunday nights. And that's for the whole out, week, the whole week, they set their outfits and then they Cause we do them. hooks. We have hooks outside their bath, their bedroom doors in the hallway. And they, every night they set what they're going to wear the next day on there, including underwear. We did, we started, that's this, not folded. Oh, well we started this in private school because they could never find their clothes. And I was getting like going nuts, which I have to tell you a story. Mm. One time Bobby and I like lost it because we could not find all of their clothing. And I'm like, you had so many skirts and shirts. Why do you only have 
two pairs of this and three of this. Like, what happened? And they're like, well, we changed at school because we let them change after school into play clothes to not play in their uniform. And they're like, I think we left them. And they couldn't find anything lost and found. And I lost it. I'm like, that's a fucking thousand dollars. Little shits. What did you do? And then it turns out Bobby one day, because I had had them in a bin for folding from laundry, he threw them in a bin with a lid and put them out in the garage. <laughs> and I was like, oh, mom and dad would like to apologize for calling you little shits. <laughs> we bought we bought Lexi a BB-8 shirt mm-hmm. or sweatshirt, and she lost it the first day. Oh. And I was like, mm. so then You have her- to be willing to let all that stuff just... Oh, be yeah. destroyed and go. She, Zandy yeah. has like five jackets and Lexi has one. Because <laughs> her jackets, she keeps losing them. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, you got one. Hopefully you'll stay warm. Uh, and then our kids are doing this thing with their hoodies now where Bella had one hoodie that had thumb holes. Oh, I love thumb holes. Yeah, they're great. You should make them for her. You just, you just sew a little button Listen, hole. I don't mind doing that, but they decided to take scissors and hack away at their hoodies by themselves and they make messes and I'm like why didn't you just say because you don't even have to do that if you just make a little incision where the cuff meets the sleeve it's perfectly fine there too or like on the seam there's so many options to do it neatly and my kids just take scissors and gouge out fabric and I'm like you guys are little assholes like that's an expensive hoodie that you just fucked up why I love thumb holes though they're just gross I'm just gonna Say. Thumb holes? No, just kids in general. Because um, Tony, I was like, thumb holes aren't gross. Well, Tony's got a, a new hoodie that he's obsessed with, which is his star. He gets obsessed with hoodies, and he wears like one for ages. Oh, and he came yeah. home, and I was like, dude, what is this on your shoulder? Like, what spills? Is this mayonnaise? What? It's like, oh no, a bird crapped on me, mom. And I was like, when? He's like, look, last week. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? And you haven't washed it? I don't have a chance. I'm like, you did laundry this weekend. I forgot. That's disgusting, dude. Here's my only, my that only thing gross. that I am thankful for. My kids are so disgusting with their clothing and themselves that they're not going to date for a long time because nobody's <laughs> going to want to be with such a gross human being. It's the only thing I'm thankful for. They don't bathe well. Oh my gosh. Bella's whole thing, because she didn't want to bathe for a while, was just to douse herself. What's the longest you've... They've gone without bathing. I let them go a week. They got pretty ripe. I'm kind of bad at it because I'm just like, oh, I don't want to deal with three kids in the bathtub yeah. and all sorts of stuff. So then at one point I was like, I think it's been like, yeah, they haven't bathed since last Sunday. We probably <laughs> should put them in the in the yeah. bath. I let them go a week because I tried to see what would happen if I would let them self-manage. Turns out nothing. Nothing happens if they <laughs> self-manage. <laughs> yeah, self-managing isn't, yeah. No. No. Uh, so they've gone a week and I was like, you're ripe. You need to go in the shower now. Like you've got dandruff like houses. Well, I've gone a week without bathing, especially in the winter. I'm like, I'm not sweating. It's cold. I don't want to do this. And then I'm like, I think I'm wearing the same socks for four (laughs) days. I probably should change those. I, I admit I still bathe every day, but I don't wash my hair every day, especially in the winter. In the winter, it's too cold. I bathe twice a day during the summer and once a month during the winter. I'm joking a little bit more than that, but not I by will much. tell you, my legs have not been shaved since October. <laughs> Did I tell you the time that I was so grateful at first that Chris bought me that Dollar Shave Club thing? Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's thinking of me. And then I realized, no, he just wants me to shave more often. <laughs> and so he bought me the yeah. Dollar Shave Club. So, yeah, my, I, what's the point? I'm like, nah. 
It's just, love me. Kids, kids, they, it's hard. They want their branded clothes. They want to look like others. I don't know. Some do. Like Bella wants to wear Hollister now because that's what all of her friends wear. We all wear Hollister. Anna doesn't give a crap. She just wants to be comfortable. Like I don't buy dresses or skirts for Anna anymore because she's not going to wear them. She's like, I like leggings. That's it. I just want to wear leggings. Cool. All right. Fine. Lexi. I'll be happy. Will wear anything that doesn't make her look like her sister. <laughs> and her sister will wear girly things. Yeah. That's basically the what my kids do. And then Jackson, I just put in whatever he wants. Like whatever. He has I no tell say. Him. Right he now. has no say it's at all. Although he's starting to fight me. I think he's going to be warm-blooded because he's starting to oh, fight yeah. me with the the t like the um, sweatshirts jackets and, and jackets and stuff. Mm. And I'm just like, no, but I'm cold. And my mom, and Chris always is like, just because you're cold doesn't mean everyone else is cold. Oh, <laughs> like, I'm a cold know. person. Yeah, the so. kids, what is it? I got so mad at them. Well, Bella, I got her these super cute rain shoes and she acts like they're the worst and they like have fringe on them. So I returned them today. I was like, fuck it. You're not getting them. <laughs> oh yeah, I've stopped. Yeah. I don't surprise them anymore too much stuff. I let them have the power of controlling and choosing and stuff because it's just not worth the, oh, I oh, don't like it. I can't let Bella choose because she'll make the wrong choice. Because it's Bella. Bella's not capable. That's her MO. So Bella's going to, she has mouthed off on me on how her old rain boots are fine. And she's going to wear them to Albuquerque. And I'm like, great. Wear some rain boots to Albuquerque. Because I bought them snow boots. And I'm like, go ahead. Tell me how much you enjoy Yeah. And I'm not going to give a shit. Is it really going to snow in Albuquerque? It's supposed to on the last day that we're there. So far. And we're going up to Four Corners, which I heard snows all the time. And they want to see snow. So we might go up to snow. So I I'm want her to be miserable. It snowed last week at the Bacon Getaway. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. Bella likes to tell me off all the time about what she's wearing and how it's fine and whatever. And then I just let her be miserable. <laughs> so, hey, you know, what can I do? Like, she wanted to wear a huge heavy jacket to a park in the See, middle of summer. And I was I like, fine, I need to get thicker skin because I told Lexi and I made her go back and get a jacket. But then she left it in the car. Mm-hmm. So then I ended up taking my sweatshirt off and I froze so that Lexi wouldn't be Fuck frozen. no. Because I, well, she was like, well, you go to the car and get it. And I was like, no, I don't want to trek all the way to the car to get your jacket. And then I didn't trust her to go all the way to the car to get the jacket. And then I had Jackson with me strapped to my yeah front. So I was like, here's my sweatshirt. Oh, no, no. Here's my thing. Uh, you're required to leave the house fully prepared for the weather and where we're going. So like they get cold at the movies. I'm like, you need to bring a hoodie. And they're they're like, yeah. and if they're like, mom, I'm cold. I'm like, Duh, tough shit. I told you, you told me no. You said you were going to be fine. So be fine. Yeah, I do that with food. Yeah. Like, I'm there. We don't leave the house without three snacks. Yeah. Because that's how I keep my kids happy. <laughs> I keep them fed. We have snacks, snacks, and more snacks. And then I have emergency snacks in the car. Yeah. Except somehow I still manage not to eat. What's that about? I that's a whole other topic. Yeah. No, I don't, oh. I don't feed them on the road. They have timed feedings, um, like snakes. And <laughs> I, don't just I give them up. their rats. We all watched them eat the rat hole. That's all good. <laughs> it has to be. Because one time we were trying to travel and I'm like, okay, let's just give them a bag of snacks. It's going to be great. Like they'll carry their own snacks for the day. Those kids ate it immediately after they had breakfast and all their day's worth of snacks was gone. And I was oh, like, no. you know what? I'm putting you on a feeding schedule and that's it. And don't even bother asking. You probably have too good of a snacks. Mine are the same snacks no, all the time. It I'm was like, apple slices and carrots and like okay. a granola bar and... <laughs> Those are good snacks. Yeah, but they, they this is their everyday snacks. But they still, it was this weird thing of I have snacks and I can eat them whenever I want and they ate them right away. Was it early? Do you think they would do that now? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Oh. Because we gave them gum on, uh, I forget where we went. We gave them gum though. And we're like, 
here's this gum. It's got to last you the three days that we're on this trip because I'm not going to buy you anymore. See, this just proves that you have to do what's best for your family. Because yeah. my family, they need to have food at all times. Even if Lexi doesn't want to eat it or doesn't, yeah. she needs to know that there is food available. Mm-hmm. Because if not, she they, goes a little crazy. Like even to the point, like when our house, like we're going on a trip, so we stop buying groceries. Mm-hmm. She gets a little anxious. Yeah. And when the the we okay, we still do those food pouches that you feed yeah. babies. I know my mm-hmm. kids are eight years old and they still eat them. And I will let them eat them until they tell me no. Yeah. And they'll probably still make them eat them. Yeah. <laughs> um. And when we're running out of those, she gets on edge. Mm. And she asked me this morning, "Hey, mom, you, you said the pouches are going to come this morning today?" And I was like, "Yep, they should be here." Like, do you think they're going to be here by by bedtime? And I was like, I sure hope so. <laughs> because if not, she's going to be hard to fall asleep yeah. until those snacks come in. Because yeah. she has to have, her brain needs to know, I have this. Yeah. So when we traveled, we just, they had their own snacks. And then I had backup snacks. And yeah. Then- they, we, we trained them because that used to be the way it was. Like we had to have snacks frequently or something because they had such inconsistent feeding uh, before. Like the, they would, they were not fed breakfast in their previous foster home, even though they were supposed to. They were, when they had meals with the foster home, they would eat on the floor um, and they would never use utensils, which is why my kids still struggle with utensils to this day. They would be sent to bed and then the family would leave them home alone and go out to eat and then come home and not bring them anything. So food was always this strange inconsistency. So we taught them when they say you're hungry, if you go, I'm hungry, I'll find you food. We'll stop at a 7-Eleven. We'll do something. Now you're not going to get a candy bar. You're not going to get whatever you want. Yeah. But if you're saying you're hungry, I will feed you. And for whatever reason, doing that consistently for about two years, whenever they said they were hungry, feeding them, got them to know I don't have to carry something with me. They know I'll do it. They know they can say it and I'll take care of it. Though now they're like, I'm hungry every 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, look, you just ate. <laughs> you are yeah. not hungry. No, there's still something with Lexi's brain yeah. that needs it. It's it's each kid is different. And they it depends as they get no, but it older. But makes sense. And know? I think there's a book called Love Me, Feed Me. I mm-hmm. have not personally read it, but it's like highly recommended in the fostering world and in the connected parenting community that I'm part of. And it talks about that, like consistently yeah. having like snack times and stuff so they don't become emotionally yeah. attached to it. And so it's just, it's worked out a little bit better, but they know when we travel, like I've told them, we have breakfast and we're going to grab a snack from the breakfast bar at the hotel I to think, go. And then, I think they just realized that like I forget to eat half the time. So I think they're oh, going to realize like. They're not going to. Oh no. Maybe you're going to forget to feed me. Which I'm lucky. Bobby gets happened. hangry. So. Bobby gets hangry. So he has to be fed on a routine basis as well. I'm the only one who can go all day without eating. Okay. Um, now I'm hungry. These, should... these kids can't and Bobby can't. So. I have to stop and feed them. I can go all day without. I'll get a small headache and I'll be like, oh, why do I have a headache? Oh, because I haven't eaten in like a day and a half. Yeah. So it's just, it's different things. I think women in general don't eat as much as as men once they become moms, especially. Women in general don't complain as much. Oh, no. That's true. Okay. That was kind of mean. All right. Well, I hope you learned some stuff today about don't buy your kids all the shit they want. Mm -mm. Um, And when you travel, just... Pack a lot of food or don't and, pack any food, depending your, on what your kid is. <laughs> and fold your underwear because it makes sense. Do not fold nice your food. underwear. You're going to lose time in life that you could be joyful. I'm just saying. I'm There's just a saying. joyfulness of having so a So let's go ahead and, <laughs> and thank Atlas Oceanic Sound and Picture for this amazing space. Thank you. Don't fold your underwear. For amazing space. And and don't forget to message us via voice message on Anchor or email on motherfmpodcast at gmail.com and fold your underwear. Don't fold your underwear. <laughs> We're out. Bye. Don't fold your underwear. Fold it. Don't.
The Mother Effin' Podcast is hosted and produced by Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to visit us online at mothereffinpodcast.com.